0: So you guys know, it's April 1st today. It is. We and, uh, know, we played a little April Fools joke. We hope you guys didn't take it too seriously. Obviously, we're not going to shut down RCHN. Are You kidding me? We just recently come to the conclusion that we're on the precipice of dominating the world. Why would we shut it down? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely,
1: dude. <laughs> but so I we hope bet you guys got a lot of people.
0: Yeah, we sure we sure hope that we didn't upset anybody, but you know what? It's all in good fun. We're just having a good time, so The show's not going anywhere. We're here. Uh, Nick is obviously on vacation and he's in Vegas. Hey, Nick. I hope you're having a good time because he doesn't even know. Nick doesn't even know this is happening. Nope. So he heard the first episode along with everybody else, or the episode this morning along with everybody else. So (laughs) I'm sure by the time you guys hear this, my phone will have blown up. Yeah, (laughs) I'm
1: waiting for the text messages (laughs) around 5 or 6 a.m.
0: Yeah. righty, guys, so we're going to go ahead and move right on into the episode number 79. We hope you enjoy it. It was a lot of fun. No worries, our CHN isn't going anywhere. It's April 1st. Happy April Fool's first Day. First go play a prank on somebody. Play April Fool's, skies. bitches. April Fool's.
1: Like a bird so high. Oh, I might just try. Oh, I might just try. <laughs>
0: Alien Nation version 2.0. I am Dan and this is episode number 79. 79. Makes you feel like an old man.
2: I am an old man. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't know if that's the episode number that's making you feel happy. Oh, <laughs> come on now. Jesse
0: starts He's starting in early. out
1: early tonight. Jesse's uh,
0: getting him in while he can. Nice, nice right off the bat. All right. Well, as you heard, Jesse, Jesse's with us. How's it going? For the time being.
1: Yeah.
3: Until I get (laughs) muted.
0: (laughs) Nick's with us.
3: What's up?
0: And then, of course, Justin. No fly Poochie.
1: No fly. Not this week. Did you fly this week? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, man. Tell us about it. What'd you do?
1: I went out on Sunday. It was a beautiful day. Uh, And I put... Now this, your this is not going to be impressive compared to you, Dan. Oh, come on! No. But let's keep perspective here. Right. I put about three quarters of a gallon through my gasser. That's oh, yeah? like seven or eight flights or so. Good huh. stuff. I had I had a blast doing so, some uh, tuning on the Heli Commander. Sorry, the Bavarian Demon. Oh, that's right, name beta, change. Beta, doing some beta testing on the new firmware. Um, the team we' we're, we're still working on a couple of things here and there but generally uh it's getting there really quickly and it's it's an impressive bit of firmware those who are flying the heli command and the Bavarian demon systems should be pretty excited because uh it it's flying better than ever
0: when is that name change supposed to be official when's it supposed to be? It's, you know,
1: it, they just announced it about two weeks ago as being official. I don't think that we're ready yet to release the actual units. Uh, So I think it's going to be probably in the next month or so, but it's, it's sort of a, it's a dynamic thing right now. So we're going to see what happens. Um, The, the target though, is that uh, it will be prior to the season proper, sort of like the summer. Uh Ah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I got some flying in. was really good. Tuned up the gasser a little bit more, getting some more power out of it. Nice. And uh, let's see. had a really big, awesome milestone on one of the super secret squirrel projects. Ooh. And that's all I'm gonna say, but it was incredibly badass.
0: So you're getting your your nuts tucked away? I <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I got a
1: whole store of nuts for you, right here.
3: You've done it. You you've done the tuck before. Don't lie.
0: Oh come on.
4: Now. <laughs> so
0: that's cool. You got you got some shit going on there. That's that's yep. always nice. And uh, when are you going to be able to fill us in on your ce- secret squirrel project? You know, we're dying you know, to know.
1: I know, I know. I think it's probably going to be a month or so. A month. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. What do you think, Nick? <sighs> is yeah, a month probably. too long? I'm thinking it's more. It's more like a month or so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, you you do know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Do you guys? You know, gay marriage is legal in Washington. Is that? <laughs> does that is yes. that?
3: Does it? Does we, it count for anything that you get dibs first? Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean anything? Like, I'll give you
0: first dibs. As soon as I get the okay, I'll call you first. That's all. Do you have health insurance? Yeah. That's the requirement. I don't want dibs unless you got health insurance.
1: I now pronounce you man and man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, what's the point if you don't have health insurance? You know? You know how cuts? We're going on a whole different yeah, topic. Uh, yeah. Now. We where, shouldn't go down where that you path at? Here, I don't
1: know. Do meanwhile, that. back on the ranch. I have, <laughs> okay, I've, I've got some nitro status update here, Dan. Yeah. Oh. I've, I've thought a little bit more about it <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> and I think I'm going to go with the YS and the Hitori. That's it. <laughs> I that's we, that's, we, that's all step. I got. I thought, thought we,
0: yeah, it yeah, wasn't that.
1: Oh, that was last week. Yeah. I thought
0: we covered that already. Didn't, no, didn't, last
1: no. week we talked about what I should go with. I've oh, I've okay. been contemplating that conversation and I have now settled on. So did that you or- combination. Did you order it? No, that's next week.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, nice, nice, nice. So you've you're, you're you're been settled in. You've been home for a week now. And you've only yep. got seven flights in.
1: Seven 14-minute flights. <sighs>
0: okay, well. All right. Dude, that I'm sense. saying okay. that's some good flight time. Oh, yeah. Well, can't deny that. It's a nice thing about the gasser. Get some nice flights in. Someone
3: needs to tell you it's not an FAI competition. <laughs> 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 Ouch. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. Couldn't pass that one. That was a whole Nick. Yep. Just nick, getting started. Nick's
0: feeling a little you, vindictive. You, you to just nick, wait. Nick's, Nick's on a roll, man. I think he's gonna he's gonna let he's gonna let us all have for the night's out.
2: Someone's gonna be crying. Someone's gonna be over. crying by the end of the
0: show.
3: <laughs> you know what's funny? I've used that line more than once this week probably more this week than any other week. yeah you have you know what either one of two things are gonna happen everyone's gonna walk out crying or we're all gonna be on the same team and move forward yep (laughs) (laughs) nice (laughs) it's amazing the weird kind of awkward laughter and silence that people give you as they're trying to figure out like i don't really know if he's serious or not yeah and you're like, uh, oh
0: yeah, I'm damn serious, <laughs>
1: absolutely, dude. The mushroom stamp is imminent,
0: <laughs> and it is in full effect. So, anything else, Justin, that happened this week, you need to let us in on.
1: No, dude, that's uh, that's, that's pretty much it. How
0: about how about you, Jesse? What have you been doing this? Did you get some flying in, dude? I did.
1: Finally, yeah. it's about yeah. time.
0: What what did you get? Like two flights in.
2: Yeah, two and a half. Two and a half. I mean, yeah. you, you crashed one then. Yeah, yeah I saw the picture. By the way, I did. <laughs> I I crashed a I crashed a warp.
1: Yes. An I unexpe- did. Unexpected landing. So. Yeah. You you know you've been pretty crashy lately, Jesse. Is that just me, or are we uh, are we starting to see a trend here?
0: No, actually. Well, no,
1: I've I've definitely been crashing more, but the yeah.
2: last, like, I was crashing almost every weekend. So I've I made it like. I think two weekends in there without crashing. So ah, okay. Accomplishment.
1: <laughs> in yeah. his
3: defense, though, it's a crash to flight ratio is still really yeah. low. Yeah,
0: that's true.
4: Yeah,
1: that's, that's a really good point. Yeah, and you're so. you're crashing because you're learning.
0: So let's wait. Let's explore that a little bit. Crash to flight ratio. So yeah. we'll look at Jesse and we'll say, "What is it, Jesse? What one crash every hundred flights this past um, month?" I now? would
2: say one in every. 200 flights. Okay,
0: so then there's Justin. What do we got, Justin? Or we got we got one crash in every six flights? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jeez. <laughs> that was way too high. I think I three. saw that coming. I, <laughs> I, I didn't I just, even go there. I was waiting to see what number he was actually going to pull out. <laughs> he was I, just patiently waiting. I was, I was waiting. hoping you were going to give me more credit than six. <laughs> well, with Justin, we need to do crashes per minute of flight time because he was
2: oh, pulling the whole oh. gasser
1: thing out. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that, man. that adds I a see how it's going to be tonight. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Lately, yeah, because I haven't been flying all that much, but usually <laughs> it's about once every 200 flights. Seriously? Yeah,
0: that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Anyway, back to Jesse. What's about what you got how many flights you got so,
2: this week? Um, let's see. So I got out Saturday and I lost count around 20, somewhere around there. Yep. And then it, it you know, was, that's it, just
1: salting the wounds. I lost count around 20. <laughs> I did. Come you know, on. You just, you're just charging. You didn't flying. lose count. You just, you, you wanted to throw that out there.
2: I mean, does it really matter? No one's going to know. Dude, he's an engineer. He ran out yeah. of fingers and toes. Give him a exactly. break. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I lost count flying, and charging, and flying, and charging, you know, so many times. So I'm just, I'll just say 20 and then, and it was really nice out Saturday and Sunday. So. Got out Sunday. Uh, I didn't spend the whole day. I had to get home, do some homework, study for a test, but still got in ten flights. And then Tuesday, um, see, I kind of worked out my schedule this semester, so I, I actually don't have any classes on Tuesday. So any nice day on Tuesday, you know, any nice Tuesday, I'm out at the field. Nice. So and I actually got in another fifteen on Tuesday, all on the seven HV because that was the only flying right. heli that I had at that time. So, but yeah, definitely a good weekend. Um, I had I. So I did crash the warp, yeah. as you, as I'm sure most of you saw the picture on Facebook. Um, it actually was a pretty spectacular landing position, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs>
3: I don't know how you can crash and not touch a skid. I yeah, that <laughs> was pretty and, slick, and get man. this,
2: get this. I bent the tail boom, and it didn't even hit. Wow, <laughs> interesting. So, you know, so I I managed to do that, but I mean, very. So basically, it was skids or sorry, canopy blades. Um, the feathering shaft and the tail boom,
3: and then so, the, what happened for the crash? Like, what? Why'd you crash? Did you dumb thumb it? No. So basically, for the crash,
2: so, sort of my fault, sort of compass's fault. We're just gonna kind of throw it up in the middle. <laughs> Look at that guy. He just did you it know, I mean, a, a little, a little bit. No. So with the with the Gen Z's batteries, they're they're like a really long, skinny pack. The packs that fit the warp. So. You have to run the pack so it's sticking way out the front. So basically, you're cramming the canopy on every flight to get it to CG outright. And the, uh, the studs for the canopy that come out from the frame, they're plastic, which I mean, which is great because they break before you break your carbon fiber frames, which is perfect. Um, so basically, I've been flexing those forward for, I don't know, however, you know, I have 100 flights or however many flights I have on that heli. And finally, I think in flight, they just popped the, the plastic canopy. No. Mounts or whatever, and the the canopy kind of goes up, hits the blades, and uh-huh. lands in the position that you see in the picture. <laughs> so, but I mean, overall, uh, canopy, blades, feathering shaft, and tail boom was all that broke. And so Not then you, the
0: Nick uh, Nick touched it up a little bit. Very nice looking photo. By Did
2: the way. yeah, Very just plain so. Nick. Nick played around with it, and yeah, no, it turned out it turned out good. I mean, I, that's what I figure. If, you know, if you are gonna crash, you might as well get a you good might. picture out of the deal. Yeah,
0: you might as well. So. And you might as well crash a compass if you're going to be crashing.
2: Well, exactly. Yeah, and then on, actually on Saturday, here's something, I actually avoided what potentially could have been a very bad situation. So Saturday, I bring all three of my helis out to the field, and I'm getting ready to go fly the N5, the Nitro. So I go to charge up the batteries and pull my receiver pack off the heli, and I go to start plugging it into the charger. And I notice that the wires seem kind of loose where they're going into the battery. So I kind of cut the heat shrink back a little bit with an X-Acto knife and look, and on the positive lead going into the battery, there's literally one strand of wire holding <laughs> oh, the lead oh, oh, oh. onto the battery. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just say oh, I, I, di- I didn't fly that heli for the rest of the weekend because there's no way I was pushing that. So um got some new receiver packs ordered that just showed up today. So good to you're,
0: go. You're ready to rock for the weekend,
2: huh? Ready to rock. So got some... Yeah, new receiver packs, good to go. Sweet.
0: So then there's Nick.
3: <laughs> Why do you say, say well, it with such a downward tone?
0: Well, because Nick's just... Nick's had Nick's had a run of uh, unfortunate incidences. I, I would say... I mean, it'd be tough to rival it. It so, can only
3: go up from here. Yeah. You know.
0: Do you ever see that show, My Name is Earl? You know, the whole show about karma and what he's got to do. Maybe you need to make a list. A list of things that you can think of over the past X amount of years, where you need to go back and dude. make amends, and then to redo the whole karma thing, dude.
1: See, that's funny that you say that because Nick is a karma guy, and I think generally oh, I'm way into karma. Yeah, he he pushes towards the good karma side, and yeah, he. So how's that still, working for you? <laughs> yeah, he still <laughs> I, I think just I think he's got that destroyed.
0: Out the <laughs> huh. Well, yeah. t- tell Do
1: us about. I get?
3: Dude, like, apparently it's not over yet. It's not over yet. But, yeah. It it uh it, it has been probably one of the most trying last two to three week ever. Let's see. So Saturday for for the downers for this week, <laughs> I did drive the seven hundred nitro in. Right. Saw the picture, last yeah. weekend. Yeah. Yep. Um total dumb thumbs. Just my fault, no biggie. Like actually didn't uh didn't bother me at all cuz it was it was my fault. Uh th- the following day man that th- this one this one stung. This is probably one of my worst failure crash non crash. <laughs> ouch, it stings. I had a western robotics BEC the high output one mm-hmm. fail when I plugged it in and ouch. it it did let all the magic smoke out. Uh, worst part being that it passed full input voltage. Well, I shouldn't say full input voltage, but it passed enough voltage through that it wiped out every single one of my servos.
1: <sighs> that is yeah. a bad day.
4: That's
3: yeah, That sucks. That was, and I didn't realize it at first. I thought that it just poof went, and I was like, whoa, well, hey. <laughs> what do you know another fire ah,
4: and weren't
1: right. you and i just talking about how we weren't sure we'd ever heard of a western robot robotics passing input voltage to the system yes we were <laughs>
3: yep and i mean uh, you expect any electronics device has has a lifetime right and i'm okay with that uh this one has i would say i got i got the life out of it without question i've, I've got plenty of flights on this it's been through numerous different helicopters i was running it success off of one flight pack which i'll get to in a second but yeah that that was um that's man that that was a hard pill to swallow especially right now you know the yeah even, it was like a big even, kick in the nuts man it was a big kick in the nuts
0: huh
3: it, it was it's just an unneeded you know, an unneeded cost in my mind. Yeah, yeah. What servos were they again, Nick? Uh, BLS four fifty once on the cyclic and the uh, BLS two fifty six HV on the tail. Oh
1: man! So it's not like you just torched some align servos. No, it's about yeah, five hundred. I mean, oh, man, bucks that's rough.
3: Yeah, de da, part of the hobby, I guess. Yeah. So I that one took a couple of days. To get over, uh, well, I shouldn't say get over just to get to where I could even look at my helicopters again, right? because then you start looking at like, you know, I, I talked with, um, uh, one of the Western robotics teammates and he's like, "That's just impossible. These things are designed not to fail like that. I said, uh, that's the impression I was under. That's the only reason why I was running a Western robot. Um, you know, I don't. I I won't be running a BEC anymore. Yeah. I kind of made that decision. I I talked with, uh, you know, had a good talk with with George, the owner of Scorpion, and yeah, you know, we were just talking about it. And I think with with the stuff that I have going on, convenience while it is really nice of a BEC, uh, consistency and reliability is far more important to me. And so I'm actually going to yeah. go to. Back to a, a straight 2s lipo plugged in, no switch, and and run a scorpion backup guard on there. So that gives me, I mean, I can have like what Jesse was saying, where the wire came off. Like in that case, I would still yeah. be safe if the wire came off the receiver pack. Yep, for that flight. So um, as long as yeah, you I, I think, Yeah. How yeah.
1: long does the backup guard? How long is the backup guard supposed to work in the event of uh? of your flight pack it, dying.
3: You it know, would get you through a flight. It like would you get would, you through oh the rest really of the yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a 2S five hundred milliamp pack.
1: Yep. Wow. Oh, okay. So that's okay. That's pretty impressive. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And and
3: so all you really do is uh you charge it at the well, I shouldn't say you charge it at the beginning of the day. You charge it after you initially get it. Uh which is kind of a little that's the only like if you call it a hassle, then okay. You have to charge it through the balance leads because it, yep. the, the output on it only outputs. If it, if it senses voltage below five volts, if that, does that make sense? Yeah. Right. So you, you have yeah. to charge it. You can't charge it back up through the output portion of it. Okay. So you charge it through the balance leads, which like, you know me, I've got little, those old dinky chargers, you know, old E flight ones or whatever that, yep. uh, that you just charge like the packs through there. So you charge it up and then it has an on and off switch on it and an LED. And you just, yeah, at the beginning of the day when you go out flying, reach over, turn it on. It's not, the only thing that it's drawing at that point is the LED. Right. And then you just go out and fly, fly all, fly all day long at the end of the Leave day. Leave it
1: alone and then at the end of the day. Shut it off. Yep, and you right don't right. have to charge it back up before the next time because it's a LiPo so it holds its charge.
3: Yeah, I mean, they you know, it it all depends on how much time you're going to leave it on, you know, but realistically, you could be potentially charging it. Yeah, man, I would think even if you're just if you're like Jesse, uh, I don't even think you'd be charging it once a week. I mean, if that. Yeah. Well,
2: I just have one question. You said it. It only outputs when it senses voltage below five volts. So one, when you turn the helicopter off, wouldn't that sense a voltage below five volts? So wouldn't you have to turn it off every flight? I, and I honestly do not know.
3: I have not messed around with one. I, I haven't. I, I haven't either yet, but I'll learn and I'll find out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just I just knew that it was everything that I read about it was like, wow. OK, this completely, totally makes sense. Yeah, it definitely. Um, does. So I, I will. I'll find out a little bit more information. Nice. So that's the route that I'm gonna go. Sweet. Um, my my one other so I have uh, one more bad news <laughs> and then one more and then one really good news. Uh, the other bad news that was just the extra, uh, I mean, salt in the wounds. I'm already down. <laughs> I'm bleeding, and then you've run over me. I had a coworker who got crushed underneath a hoist this week. Had both of his legs broken quite bad so that was that was hard and i actually took a step back like i haven't this is for me this is pretty odd but i have not touched either helicopter since last weekend
0: wow yeah
3: man yep just kind of needed to take a refresher and a break and after all that it was wow i'm really not interested in anything at the moment just kind of kick back and reflect on life a little bit and but I'm feeling good though. Yeah. And then the good news starts, and this I feel like this is the beginning. This is the beginning of the It's the turnaround, sprint. baby. Nice. It yes. Is. It is the turnaround. Um I was contacted and asked to join Team Scorpion. Nice. Awesome, so, go, dude. Nice. I I very gratefully accepted that. Uh that whole team is incredible. Yeah. I don't uh the products <laughs> speak for themselves. So um very very happy to announce that and looking forward to
0: getting back back in the game (laughs) back into the swing of things yo
3: yeah and then you know justin's little secret squirrel milestone thing that was that was a great one that we we shared and so it's good i feel good now i'm feeling positive got a little pop in my voice
0: sounds real good man we were getting worried about you i know i was anyway
3: Dude, I was worried about. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking at some point, dude, you're just going to cave. You've got to give in here pretty
0: quick. I mean, we're gonna, really. We're going to be hearing about you on the news. There's a guy in Washington. He's standing on top of the Space Needle with a 308, and he's popping people off one at a time. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my God. That looks like Nick. Holy shit. <laughs> I have one
3: more BEC fail. <laughs> Everyone's getting it.
0: <laughs> oh, that's no good. I'm glad things are turning around for you, dude. We, like I said, we were, you know, things were piling on, and uh, a guy can only take so much.
3: Yep. Oh, yep. hey, I do have one more good one. What's that, dude? The, well, good for me. Yeah. I am no longer, well, technically still in my possession, but I'm, I'm claiming. A write-off here. Yeah. I no longer own any Align helicopters.
4: Oh.
1: Ooh. There you go. Good
0: for you, dude. <laughs>
3: nice. Completely
0: I wash my hands. Dude, I don't I, I don't have an Align helicopter. I have uh, two Cool Power 700s.
1: <laughs> cool
0: Power that's,
1: 700s? That's, hey, man, whatever helps you sleep at <laughs> night, Dan.
0: <laughs> All right, so I got to tell you guys... Two things now. Okay. So look tonight. I, I didn't go flying today because it was shitty rainy. And so I'm sitting, I I was just kind of working on some podcast stuff and I was just kind of passively listening to the, to the TV and the word, the phrase beaver fever caught my ear. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Could you imagine how disappointed I was to find out it was a documentary on this kid named Justin Bieber? (laughs)
4: <laughs>
0: i was like oh man anyway so i ended up watching that i got roped into it i couldn't help it it was like watching a car wreck dude. yeah that's how that's how my You day actually day. <laughs> watched it dude and you're actually telling people that you yeah. watched it hey i man. it's it's not my proudest moment I, oh, just, no. <laughs> I just i couldn't help it i yeah Wow, it's like rubbernecking. You know, you wow. see a car wreck and you, you you slow down and you almost get into a wreck yourself because you just, yeah, I watched it. Shit, I watched it. God damn it.
3: Yeah, we're not gonna judge. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> yeah, we're not. That'll never get brought up again. <laughs> yeah, ever. <laughs>
0: All right. So oh, anyway, gosh. but as far as flying goes, dude, this has been my week. Every day except for today, for the past oh. eight days.
2: So we just have to measure. You're
3: flying by gallons, gallons of I fuel. Yeah, literally
0: see? this week. Yes, you do you have to oh, measure in gallons.
3: How many gallons did you fly this? week?
0: I just don't even want to get into that.
3: No, I, I really think you need to talk about it, <laughs> Mr. Yeah, B. How many, how many gallons <laughs> of cool power
1: did you go through?
0: I look. I consumed a fair amount of cool power, thirty percent this past week. Let's leave it at that.
1: Oh, hold on, hold on. I see. I have. I have. Uh, I've got some dirt. I got a text from Dan that says, dude, I really need to get an electric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, no. why? What's going on? I didn't know this was
0: going to come back to haunt me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, like I'm, really, gonna- I'm like, wow, dude, change of heart. No, I just burnt through like six gallons of uh, of cool power this week, right? It's like a case and a half they're, a week, they're gonna, man. They're going to cut but, them off. That's a bad like, habit like Lindsay Lohan at Happy Hour. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, and that, you know, he brings, uh, Justin brings up a really good point. And, and it's not a, it's not a, I don't want to do electric thing. It's that, you know, even the guys at Morgan Fuels are going to start looking at me funny. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like when you're just get to be old enough to buy beer, right? And you walk in and you buy a case and 15 minutes later, you come back in yeah, sure. You're not buying this yeah, for somebody else, exactly. <laughs> and I swear to God, I mean, I, I'm—I literally am burning through nitro like it's water.
1: But dude, that's good for Morgan Fuels because, um, I mean, your your Cool Power 700s are getting a lot of action.
0: They are, and my flying is improving dramatically. You should be afraid, my friend. Oh, video right. time! Video time.
1: Yeah, let's see what we get us a video. <laughs>
0: One of you guys want to come over and do that for me? Like, I mean, you know my routine. There's nobody around Can here.
1: you flag someone down on the side of the road? <laughs> no. There's got to be enough stray animals around. <laughs> just strap, strap a GoPro to a deer's
0: just back. Just take my Damn, cat and strap a GoPro to his back. Yeah. There you go. No, I, I do need to get some video. I, I actually had I had a few issues this week that kind of held me back. I mean, how bad is this? I mean, you guys saw the picture that I put up on Facebook of the Skookum on the 700. Mm-hmm. Yep, I haven't flown it yet. Why? Why? <laughs> I realized something about myself. When I get a helicopter that is flying good, I almost—I almost feel like I'm a one helicopter person. And and I don't know why I've got six or seven helicopters out there. Because when I got one that's flying, that's all I want to f- focus on.
1: You don't want to mess with it.
0: Wait a minute. Wait. Wait. Are you telling me?
1: Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Here it comes. I know what's coming.
3: I'm going to get this one. Dustin, the mushers, this one's, yeah. you're going to, for once, you're going to be smiling at this one. Uh oh. You have been pitching Mr. Pucci over here some serious amounts of crap. Okay. For not flying his electric and not flying his nitro. What's the difference?
0: All I have is nitro. What, I don't understand. What, what do you? you no, know, t-
3: you're only flying one. one What's hell. the difference he's, he's between him just his flying gasser. Gasser, yeah. Yeah. well, because and you're just flying your
0: one seven hundred nitro. Well, Finally,
1: I, okay, I get that. He said what needed to be said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here's the difference. Here's the difference. Is is if one Thank of them, you, goes, brother Nick, if one of them goes down, <laughs> I they're both ready to go. So if one goes down, I could easily fire mm. the other one up. I don't but you know can't how. because
1: you're you you haven't got that one ready, right? Yeah, because that's ready. you didn't want to, Oh, it is ready?
2: Yeah. yeah he might but have
1: redeemed you, himself.
3: How, I can't even fathom that. Are you not human? How could you put new toys on a helicopter and not fly it?
0: Well, uh, to be honest have, with have you, I'm a little you nervous lost about the fire.
1: It. Have you lost the fire, dude? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> because Nick's uh, right mean, when you get a new toy, gallons. it's like, "Ooh, I got to play with it." Come on, come on, come on.
0: No, new flybars units are worrisome to me. The maiden flights always are. Oh,
1: <laughs> what's the worst thing that could happen? I
2: so could you crash. must have
1: been one of those poor bastards that actually had a heli tip over. Oh, because dude, you wired it incorrectly.
0: Well, okay. Well, let's let's revisit that. Yes, that did happen. <laughs> yeah. But on top of that, I also was one of those poor bastards that bought a three G X or a three G. I mean. And it tipped over without me. I mean, just because I tried to spool it up.
1: <laughs> just because you oh, didn't me. even <laughs> no, give any like collective or cyclic no.
0: inputs and it ate itself. No, and the fusion, I did. I must have rushed through the setup and I did. Uh tried to get it done really fast one night and I went to Maiden It, picked it up about six inches off the ground, went to give it some input and it went the other way and just smashed full power into the ground. <laughs> hmm. So I've been known to overlook small details <laughs> in the past. <laughs> I plugged in my 3G and it flopped off the table. <laughs> so, but anyway, this weekend, I'll, I will fly the Skookum. I actually was going to fly the Skookum today, but it was raining pretty heavily, pretty much all day. today. So, But
3: yeah. well, my giner was scared. Right. It was. It was scared.
0: <laughs> I needed some badges uh, up, And I didn't have any. The pharmacy was closed. I can't believe...
3: I don't know how you could sit there and just let the smackalicious sit on the table like that. Dude, dude,
0: did you? Okay, first of all, I want to bring attention to some of the responses to that post, and one of them in particular that I thought was funny as shit. Because, as, you know, I posted, what what is it about this helicopter that, that you can look at it and say, this is definitely not Nick's heli? And and right away, someone picked up on the correct answer, of course, the Shugu. But mm-hmm. did, you, did you guys see what Josh uh, Wilson put down? no he no. said yeah i did he said there's not a for sale sign on it <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: so true yeah it's oh. still in one piece and it doesn't have a for sale sign
0: on it <laughs> so but a lot of people brought to the brought to my attention the fact that there were some line, you could see a line whatever in the velcro and shit like that
3: yeah i don't that doesn't i mean it is what it is you <laughs> You can't, I mean, you can try and polish a turd, but.
0: <laughs> now it's a turd. But no, it's not. Well,
3: you know. No, I am actually going to dearly miss my 700 Nitro. It, it It's probably, it, it's been, I would almost say, up until now, it's it's been my overall, the most fun heli that I've had.
0: It's like that first girlfriend, dude.
3: I'm not going. There. I
4: was my,
0: trying to think of my, yeah. my wife. might
3: My I that, came so. up with nothing that was appropriate. <laughs>
4: no,
3: just running through all the different what responses. you what you heard was, uh, <laughs> uh, and that was actually like ten different things all at once going through my head, and I was like, "Why well, could? Oh no! Uh, what well, could? oh God! Don't, say, don't that. say that! Nope,
0: Yeah! <laughs> at least you caught yourself. So, yes, did. all right. So on the the, the the other thing I was dealing with this week was a bad clutch in, in the alley, and I got that got that sorted out. And uh, other than that, weekend, tomorrow, sunny, yeah. 70 degrees, and it's got my name written all over it.
3: You know what? What? Las Vegas has my name written all over it. I'm jealous. It. Not going to lie. Of course, oh. Nick,
0: Nick's going to Las Vegas.
3: Of course, right when it gets sunny here, I leave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't have anything to fly anyway, so I might as well go to
1: Vegas.
0: Yeah, you might as well, man. Go win, go win like a big roulette winning or something Re- table, or whatever they call it.
1: Yeah, what's shows. what's your game of choice, dude? Oh, blackjack. Nice, oh, oh. <laughs> Me and Lady
0: Blackjack. <laughs> we go way back. So you like rain, man? You count the cards, definitely. I do definitely, I do actually. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, two hundred and thirty-five toothpicks on the floor. Definitely, yes. <laughs> not quite, not quite that bad. <laughs> Wapner at eleven. Wapner. <laughs> 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 no, that, that's Rain Man, and I'm the guy in the bag. I like brownies. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> All
0: righty, guys. Well, I think maybe we should go into some new. shit guys i think i need to get a new charger
2: well hey dan why don't you head over to progressive rc and check out that new i charger 4010 duo that they got over there looks to be a
1: powerhouse and dude while you're at it check out one of his charger case combos as well they're great looking
0: i know man those things look sweet i think i'm going to do that right now www.progressiverc.com check them out for your charging needs. Okay, guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do you got, Nick?
3: All right, so uh, our, our buddy Kerry Shirley has put out a great video on the Heli X Heli G700 gas conversion kit for the T-Rex 700 Nitro. It's like these are starting to pick up some momentum doing the whole conversions. So uh, he does kind of a, you know an introduction and a walkthrough on that kit. So if you've been considering gas, uh, for sure, watch that video. Uh, huge congratulations to um, Ireland pilot David Nolan. Uh, welcome aboard to the Skookum Robotics team, man. Um, I know that David's going to be competing in the 2013 Zone format over there. So we wish him the best of luck. Uh, so, so the, uh I can't even say these guys' <laughs> name anymore without laughing. The Heliographics guys uh. are back at it again mm-hmm. and have attempted, and this was really actually entertaining to watch. <laughs> they took a couple 450s, and I don't even know what this is in between them, but they basically like bolted a board. Between both of their skids, like between the two helicopters and put them, I don't know, I'm guessing five feet apart. And then uh, two people try to It looks like fly. a
1: piece of like styrofoam, dude. I, yeah, it could be sty yeah.
3: I don't know what it is, but it's, it's
1: rigid. That's the point. That yep. it's
3: rigid. It connects them together. And oh my gosh, what a hoot. I mean this one I actually watched and it made me laugh because it wasn't just so stupid you're going really <laughs> I mean this would be a serious challenge because oh, rudder's yeah. rudder's not going to do hardly anything no <laughs> you're you're steering left and right with the elevator basically which is Oh yeah uh, yeah 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 one guy would kind of have to stay neutral the other guy'd have to go forward and may yeah, I don't know but they definitely crashed it more than a fair share of time
1: i would not want to be the guy that's standing there with that thing over his head with two 450s turning you know whatever it is (laughs) 3000 rpm you know the, the piece of foam breaks that's that's a bad day
3: you know the only cool part is they use like they they're never really running crazy head speed and if you notice is it uh, they, everything they fly is like ghetto and flybard. Yep. And know? I can't really blame them. I mean, with what they're doing, yeah. they probably go, go through helis quite a bit. We had talked about uh, the company and I don't, I don't know if it's Spedex or Speedix. I'm going to call it Spedex. Uh, they were launching all those, uh, the logo upgrades. Well, they've got another one out and this one kind of caught my attention because I know this is a huge problem with logos. This is uh, like a strengthening kit for the front of the frames. It bolts on kind of like the front nose area on either side of the frame on a, on a plastic frame logo. And then it has some aluminum mounts um, on the bottom of it where you mount the skids to. And the reason on a logo this is so cool, logos have a nice little problem of like just exploding, when you drive them in on the nose. it For some odd reason, it just seems to open up everything and then pe- pieces just go flying. So I think this is a very valuable upgrade. Uh, it, it looks like it'll, you know, I'm not going to say if you go drive it straight in nose down that you'll be, you know, you'll be in the blue. But I do think that it's going to greatly reduce, you know, reduce damage, which is kind of, I
1: mean... <laughs> That's the name of the game really. Yeah, I think the key to this one Nick is that it's going to reduce damage to the packs. Yes. Cuz that's the worst part man. Some depending on how you set yours up and what packs you're using, you you may have to CG the packs like out so far forward that it's sticking outside the frame. Mhm. And in that case, you're you're done either way, but if you can get them in underneath the frame and protected by this carbon fiber piece, I bet you it, it could probably stand a pretty decent crash before it actually damages anything.
3: Definitely. Yeah. So Rapicon Fuels is now um, doing a line of batteries. Actually, there it looks like they've got like a five thousand forty-five C pack. Um, I, I'm sure they'll just be over, you know, in Europe for now. But it seems like a lot of the the fuel. Uh, manufacturers are now starting, you know, like OptiPower. They've got their packs out, and now Rapicon does, so see a little bit of a trend there. For all you Spartan Vortex VX1 users, there's a version 1.2 update out. I have no information on why or what it's for, but it's there, so go get it if you have one. Um, my buddy Edsel, Edsel Labo put out a really nice build series of it a series of videos on the new blade 550 x uh i you know i gotta tell you i pitched him a lot of crap but it really does look like a, a pretty decent little alley
1: it sounded I mean, like it just took you a lot to say that no it, i mean mm-hmm. there was some stuttering in there i mean you're like how how complimentary do I really want to be here? No, uh, the
3: stuttering was the other way around because it's hard to, it's hard. To, it's not it, it's hard Apparently, to it's hard for you to talk about it at all, dude. <laughs> it's hard to go back and have to eat crow.
0: Yeah,
3: that, I know what, what you mean. It, that's what it's hard to do. I mean, it doesn't matter what name's on it. It actually looks like a really good heli. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Fair enough. Uh, So Miniature Aircraft uh, has now launched uh, a brand new website. So definitely head over to uh, www.miniatureaircraftusa.com. Check that out. Got all sorts of cool things. They're going to have tips, tricks, videos. uh, All the manuals are going to be over there. And I think, Justin, can you buy stuff straight off of there? Yeah,
1: you can. It's, yeah, it's got all of the parts. It's got all sorts of uh, accessories for all of the kits that MA carries, um, tools, you know, all of the different stuff that you'd bring to the field, lubes, uh, adhesive, that kind of stuff. It's it's a sharp looking website, man. It really is, and it's gonna start having, like you said, like tips and tricks and advice. Uh, it's it's a big improvement. We're Sweet. we're pretty darn excited about it.
0: Nice,
3: awesome, Goblin five hundred owners. You now have, uh, the, you know, those really cool. Uh, well, okay, I think they're really cool. I know some people might not agree, but they have the whole the wall hangers that Helly Direct carries, mm-hmm. and, and only because I know the story how it started out. Just this one dude did it for himself, and, and I I got to follow that from the beginning to the actual. Now it's a you know full retail item that you can get at Helly Direct. They're just these really nice outline wall hangers for, for Goblin helis, and they've got all sizes of them now. Well, now he's got the 500 size out. Um, 45 bucks. It, It's They look sweet. I mean, I'll, I'll give him that, definitely. So nice. if you've got a Goblin 500, get one of these because it's just more blingage. Uh, also on that note, Booyahs are now available for the Goblins, which is pretty cool. Anytime time Booyah comes out with anything, you know it's going to be good and people are going to like it. All right, ready for the big news of the week? I am ready oh, for the big news. Go. Do it. All right. Big news of the week. Scorpion Power System, Scorpion Motors pretty much dropped. I'll actually I'll 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 put my signature on this. So we can say that Scorpion Motors <laughs> dropped the Nick Mushroom stamp of approval. <laughs> <laughs> on the align eight hundred oh, yeah. MX. I mean Yes they did. Wow, they put out a video. They so so last week we had talked about how they, they put out these videos with a couple motors where they're running them. Uh, you know, they've got the amp clamp out there, they put a prop on it to give it a constant load. They have a voltmeter showing the battery voltage. I mean, they've all got it set up for real testing. They, you know, it's all one clip on the video. There's no cutting, no editing, no nothing. And they show that their motors can put out, you know, what they're rated at, what they rate them at. Well, then uh, Align did this, uh, uh, again, another little kind of halfway poke jab. They just won't let this, Align won't let this go. And so Torcho <laughs> over at Scorpion was like, all right, man. <laughs> I was going to let it go. You guys keep poking me. Now we'll do your motor. So he released <laughs> this long statement, and I'm not going to go through all of it, but basically what it says is, I don't think you guys realize that ever since we started building motors, we have been comparing our motors with our competitors in-house. I mean, any good company would, right? Sure. That makes sense. Yep. Sure. Yep. And, Especially someone who's really, I mean, his goal is to make the best motors. So that then it's even more important. You know, he's not like Hobby King where it's like, oh, it held together. Score. <laughs> Sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Ship it. <laughs> Ship it.
0: <laughs> um,
3: you know, he's been going for performance. And what he's saying is that never not once has he ever published any of those results, whether they put him in the front, or him him behind, he's never published them because he never felt that that's not what it was about. He was focusing on, you know, selling stuff because it's quality, not because it's, it's better than so-and-so right. or, right. you know, or whatever. This time, he kind of was like, well, you know what? You guys want the truth? Here's the truth. He did the exact same test with the Align 800 MX. Hmm. And now on his the other videos, they were like oh how long did they run do anyone remember like Like two minutes
2: minutes Minutes. two minutes
3: or so two three minutes his motors run for that they put them at the same amp rating and it was teetering between 105 to 107 on the 800 mx and at 14.7 i do believe or 15 second mark it lit on fire (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and just,
2: just to clarify they put it at the amp rating that a line said it would run at continuously continuously yep. so it's not like yep. they just come they put it at the same amp rating as their motors they used the line specs to set the amperage
1: yep man
2: and it lit
3: on fire nice. i
1: i would say that that qualifies for a mega mushroom <laughs> stamp
3: it, yeah. you know what okay here's the deal a line dino jeff mr a Cause that's what I call him. And, uh, so like Mr. Ray. Know, no one knows this. We name. don't know who
0: he is. Mr. Align yeah. is.
3: Mr. Align. Kay. If yep. you are listening, Dino, I know you are.
4: <laughs>
3: Here's the deal. Here's what you guys need to figure out. You're good at selling helicopters. Know your place. That's all I'm going to say. Everyone has yep. their place in this hobby, and your guys' job and what you do it very well. You have proven that you do it better than no other company is
0: you sell helicopters and you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know what? I approve of this. Completely approve. I, I am so much in favor of this as opposed to that other shit that was happening a month ago.
4: Yeah. Just, yeah, just, absolutely. Just throw
0: the data out there. Show us. And, absolutely. And let it speak for itself.
3: And they're even talking now, you know, because I'm sure, oh, dude, we just we just know that- I mean, they started making comments, you know, about that. Well, they were over revving and it's like, oh, dude, here you go again. I mean,
1: (laughs) it's it's almost like, you know, cut your losses, just move on.
3: We're going to over rev an electric motor. I'm I'm not even going (laughs) to go there. Anyway, there was some comments slung back and forth, you know, some very uneducated ones on Alliance part. uh, And I think. And I don't know if this is actually going to happen, but I I stumbled across a reply where Revo Electrics, so the batteries, and also the makers of the PLA, Mm -hmm. they offered to to publish a completely independent and unbiased report. Like, they would do it in-house. Nice. They publicly were like, hey, you know what? You guys want to do this independent testing and we'll really do it? Bring it. Send us your stuff. I'll gladly do it for sure. you. Nice. And George was like, not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Laying it out. Yeah. It, it reminds me, Uh. It, this whole thing <laughs> about a line reminds me of a, a, of a saying that I heard today that had me in tears laughing. And it's the first thing I thought of. It's, does your ass get jealous of the shit that comes out of your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, that. That was funny.
0: Oh, uh, that is some okay. funny shit.
3: So, you know, I, I don't mean to like, I'm not an Align hater, guys. I I, I am not. I am not. And I've stood up for him for years. But, uh, you know, you, if you're going to, don't come to a gunfight with no bullets. you know, and, and know, just know your place. Everyone has their place and that's what makes this hobby. Great is it's all the small pieces to the puzzle that help make a great overall experience and give us all options. Yep. You simply cannot, no matter how bad you want to be the best at everything you're not going to be. And all you're going to do is make a fool out of yourself in the meantime, which you have now done again mm-hmm. and again. So just cut your losses, sell helicopters, you know, and move and, on. And, and and move on. And have a and coke and a
0: smile and shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 so so that was the uh, that was the big news of the week. Well, hey, I've got some news. Ooh. I've got some some news about uh, well, a secret squirrel project that I've been working on.
1: Sweet. What?
0: Almost ready. I figured I'd go ahead and announce it. I've had several emails over the course of uh, the last while. And, you know, we're starting to get up there in episodes. You know, this will be 79. Shoot, before we know it, we're going to be at 100. And some listeners are like, we need a better way to get to to specific episodes. They need to be indexed a little more user friendly somehow. And um, the big push behind this was uh, uh, Jonathan uh, Fabian down in Wyoming. He's the one who kind of initiated this a long time ago. And we were trying to, I was trying to think of several ways to do it. And so one day I was just kind of screwing around on this website that I visit. And I got to thinking I was playing around with a wiki. And um, I thought, wait a minute, we could just, I could just, we could just put all of our episodes and this could just be an indexed wiki for RCHN episodes. It's where you could just go, all the episodes are there. All the pertinent information about that episode is in its particular article. Listeners can add to it. If there's information that they hear, they can add to it. So if someone does a search in that wiki... It'll bring up the episodes to talk about whatever it is they're looking for. And as soon as it's absolutely ready to go, we'll release a URL. But it's all the episodes are entered as of now. Believe me, that was no small task. And uh, so be looking for that probably in the next few weeks. We'll probably have that ready to go. And it's basically the idea behind it, guys, is just so you can find episodes easier you know, particular information about episodes. And as you're listening to these episodes, you can add information to the wiki that will allow other people to find stuff that maybe you were having problems finding, but did find.
1: Sweet, dude. So,
0: it's just another extension of what we're doing here, trying to make it, because, I mean, you guys think about this for a minute. You know, you got 79 episodes. (laughs) We're looking at two hours per episode. That's a lot of hours. Oh, yeah. So... That was kind of a, a little something I've been working on over the last month or so. It's, and it's
1: looking really good. I think it's going to be really super useful.
0: Yeah, it's 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 going to be a little slow at first, and as people use it, and and if they choose to become involved with it, it'll get better, you know, as far as adding tags and information to the particular articles. what You know, maybe that'll make it easier for people to find specific. And also, well, even if it's not easier to find specific things, the one thing about it is you can scroll through the episodes very quickly uh, mm-hmm. with just one click of a button. Mm-hmm. You can go to the next, go to the next, go to the next, and get a quick overview of who's in it and kind of what it's about, possibly find what you're looking for that way. Sweet. Yeah, it'll be kind of a fun. Nice. Level. And it's going to be a link on the website? Yeah, we'll put a link up on, on the website somewhere, put it in the newsletter, something. It's We're not going to push it. It's not going to. It's not a priority. It's just kind of something to help like I said, help listeners find specific episodes or information in specific episodes. Awesome. So, okay, guys, this week's news is brought to you by heli daily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine.
2: And you know what, Nick? If I puff one more set of
3: lipos, I think I'm going to go insane. Dude, well, you're telling me that you're not running Gen Z's packs? Ever since I started running them, man, I'm getting over 200 cycles on these sets of packs. If you're still puffing them, you need to get up to speed. I think I'm going to go
2: check those out and get myself a set right now.
0: So there it is, guys. If you want a reliable set of packs at a fair price, Gen Z's batteries. You can find them at HobbyParts.com. So you want to try a gas helicopter, but you're not sure where to start. Hey guys, Kerry Shirley here from gaspoweredthoughts.com. Tune into my segments here on rchelynation.com and we'll get you started the right way. So first of all, I want to thank randomheli.com for sending us out some skid clamps. Uh, Ray Leper, I think that's how you pronounce your last name, Ray, L-E-P-P-E-R, sent us out some skid clamps to to try out, gave them a try, and decided I really liked them. So I'm going to talk a little bit about them, but mostly you're going to be able to see pictures and whatnot in the written review. Should be up this week. First of all, these uh, these little clamps, they're very solid. They're, they're a solid molded plastic. Uh, they come in three different sizes, and there's a sizing chart on the webpage so you can buy the appropriate sizes. They come in three different colors, yellow, black, and orange. The, one of the good things about these is they're hinged. So if you happen to break half of the clamp, you can easily replace it. You can just buy one part to get to get them going again. Mm-hmm. You can get two of them for $13. I'll talk a little bit in a little bit about how many do you need to secure your heli. But uh, here, here's the cool thing about these. It takes 25 pounds of force from the skid pipe to separate the heli from the clamp. So that's a fairly, that's a, that's a pretty good force. And also too, these things have been tested to withstand 10 G's of impact force. Ooh,
1: very nice. So so they're pretty,
0: they're a solid little unit and uh, they work great. They work fantastic. There's a few things to consider. First of all, the clamp basically consists of two parts. It's got a base. And then top part, and the top part is the is the hinge part I talked about earlier. There's there's the the first mistake I think anyone who's not used to using these are going to make. Hang on a second, gotta squirt the cat again.
3: (laughs) Is that code?
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. squirt the cat (laughs) again. Just gotta Gotta go squirt squirt
3: the cat. cat (laughs) Wait, wait, I'll be right back. I go squirt that darn cat again.
1: (laughs) He can do it on cue. That's talent.
0: That is raw (laughs) talent. So these these clamps. the, the first mistake I made, and apparently a lot of people are making, Ray was telling me, is is they have a lip that extends about a quarter of an inch off the top. You know, typically when you're dealing with a clamp or a lever of some part, you usually go to the, you know, the very extreme end and you push and pull or whatever you have to do. If you do that with these, you'll actually break them. There, there's a logo right in the center of the top. And that is designed, that's where your thumb goes. So when you're pushing, you like would cr- grasp put your thumb down on the top, wrap your pointer finger around the bottom of this lip and push. And that separates the top a little bit so you can then clear the, the clamp part of the bottom where it hooks in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you push or pull directly on the very end, you'll break it. And, and um, he does say, if you do happen to do that, he will replace it. So it's got a nice replacement policy. You got to be a little bit careful uh, with that. When you press on the top, it just allows the hook to separate enough just to, to clear it, and it'll pop right out. You just reverse that procedure for taking it out of, of the clamp as well. A couple things to consider when mounting this, uh, when, when you're doing the mounting, is you got to kind of be a little bit careful uh, of, of how you mount them, because you got to keep in mind you need to have the clamp in a convenient enough location to actually get to it. Which I found out the hard way. If you don't pay attention to that, (laughs) oh no, you're going to end up having to take everything apart, take some screws up, and and flip them around. It's not it's not that big of a deal. I found if you just put the 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 clasp on the outermost part of each side, you know, facing away from the heli, it generally makes it pretty easy to do. How many do you need? Well, like I said, they're thirteen dollars for two. So $26 for your heli. I would use four if you're using it in a situation like I am, which is in a moving vehicle up on a shelf. But I did play around with uh, with them a little bit to kind of see if I could get away with less. I've got one heli that's on three, two on one skid, one on the other right in the middle. Seems to work all right. But I'm trying another, another uh, arrangement where I just have two right in the center and then I, I use two pieces of balsa as a shim on either on the far, further apart from the center, you know, where you'd set it down and it would just, that way it's not rocking. You following
4: mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. And then you just got yep.
0: the two clamps right in the center. Seems, it seems to work great. So in that situation, I'm getting away with two. Uh, if you're using them in your house, two would probably work. But either way, I heard some concerns maybe about the cost. $26 to secure your heli. I don't that's have a problem not with that bad at all. <laughs> you know, that's you're looking at $2,000, sometimes more. Well, yeah.
1: it, will it work on the tiny helis too, Dan? That,
0: it will. It'll go all the way down to you can put a four. I put a, I tested a 450. Okay. It doesn't fit tight or snug in there. So if you, you'd have to arrange it so that the clamps were as far out on the skids on the inside of the struts. Right, mm-hmm. so it slides back and forth only minimally, because yep. uh, it it doesn't have a tight fit in there. All the others do, like the six hundreds and seven hundreds, down to the five five uh, hundreds. They're essentially three different sizes, and um, some guys are using the small ones for non-hilly things, like securing their radios with the handle in the back. Right, uh, those kind of things. Here's the cool thing: these things they got a video on their webpage and I'll put a show note up to up to it. Ten thousand cycles. That 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 is before failure. So that is you could take your heli on and off these clamps once a day for twenty seven years.
2: Yeah that's yeah, that'll get me through like a year. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. B- bottom line, guys, they
0: are they are a little expensive for for securing your heli, but they're great. They work fantastic. They look good. You can yeah. color code them if you want. You can swap them around. Have two orange, two yellow, the orange, yellow, and black. I don't really care about the color. You know, they're they've got some fancy little apparatuses in there where you can cover up the the screws with little plastic caps. That kind of stuff doesn't really concern me a whole lot. But it's all there. I use a pretty beefy screw, so there's plenty of <laughs> there's plenty plenty of girth. Okay. Well, that's about it, guys. Let me let me tell you, I'll get some pictures up on the written review. And again, thanks, Ray, for sending those out to us. They work great. I would highly recommend them. In fact, we are going to buy, RCA Nation is going to buy some of these, and we're going to be giving some away at our fun fly. They're just that good. So we'll probably use them as consolation prizes for a few different things. So look forward to that. Sweet. Okay, guys. So this week, we're going to talk a little bit about some listener emails. Generally, in the beginning of the week, we get together, and we kind of talk about what, you know, we try to figure out what we're going to talk about. And I told these guys I have an email that I wanted to read, but I didn't really want to read it to them then. I'm going to read it to them now so I can kind of get their reaction because it's a really good email. And he asked us some questions that I think would be kind of fun to talk about. So let me go ahead and read the email. First of all, it's from Michael Mulholland, longtime listener of the show. Okay, and Michael writes, hey, Dan, I've been listening to you. I've been listening since you were on the podcast with Dicey. That means he goes back a long, long ways, and uh, mm-hmm. I just wanted to let you guys know that I've recently moved across the country from Phoenix, Arizona to uh, Charleston, South Carolina. I was separated uh, from my then seventeen-month-old son, wife, and family for a few months. Starting a new job alone, two thousand miles away from everyone and everything I knew. Every night, I felt a little a little reprieve as I would listen to one of your podcasts. Thanks for doing what you do, and let the guys know that I'm thankful and really like the way everyone is coming out of their shell these last few episodes. One other thing, I know you guys hate posts about which heli is the best. I don't care for them either. But I would be interested if every one of them, every one of the guys, would take a moment to just talk about that special heli, though it was the one for them. I ask because I am looking for an electric 700. I had two T-Rex 500s at one time set up exactly the same one still flew much better like your 700s. So I understand sometimes you just find that one that one heli that just works, but I would still like to hear the guy's thoughts and memories of that one heli that got away or flew away in Rob's case. Of course, that's a reference to the heli that Rob
4: <laughs> Rob had take off and uh,
0: disappear into the woods. And then he ends with thanks, Mike. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about that one heli that you guys had or maybe in some cases still have. That is just the one heli that you just absolutely. I already know Jesse's answer to this. He's got oh that my heli. Oh, Goodness. So let's start with Jesse. Jesse, is it the seven <laughs> why HB?
2: Why don't you just tell? You know what, Dan, go for it. Tell me. Tell him what I'm going to
0: say. You're going to say the seven <sighs> HB.
2: I am going to say the seven HB. I partially think that might be a little biased because it is my first ninety size helicopter. Yeah. Um, and it still is my only 90 size helicopter. So um, therefore, my my opinion might be skewed just a little bit. But I mean, for me personally, the 7HV has been a very, very consistent helicopter, which is really what I look for. Um, you know, I'm not the I'm not the kind of pilot or guy that I want to be wrenching on my stuff, you know, every weekend fixing this, this part wore out, this part wore out. Um, I mean, with the number of flights I'm getting in, I really just want a machine that Week in, week out, I go to the field. I plug it in, and the thing just works. That's what the Seven HV has provided for me. So, therefore, in my opinion, that puts it right at the top of my list.
0: Yeah, that that is, that that's that speaks a lot. And I actually I feel the same way. And uh, the Cool Power Seven Hundreds have just been treating me really well. But I got to tell you, there is a helicopter in my past, and uh, that I still kind of wish I had, but I didn't really get to fly it a lot. And it's funny because it wasn't a consistent heli. It it was over engineered, but it was just so beautiful and such an amazing helicopter to look at. And that was the Kasama. That's one helicopter that I kind of wish that I still had. I don't know that I would be flying it, just because the parts are so hard to get. But when it comes down to the when it comes down to flying. I've had right as of now it's the 700s but the the one heli as a you know when we're talking about flying helis that I flew a lot from memory the the, the one that I am most fond of from a flying standpoint is the the JR Vibe 50 There's a lot of reasons behind that though. It had a lot to do with simply that was the first I guess larger heli that I flew. It was uh It was such an amazing helicopter for me because I just, I just, that's the helicopter that went from hovering to flying. And there's just a lot of fond first memories on that helicopter. And I, I just, I kind of romanticize it a little bit. I kind of, I tried to do it this summer at Othello. You guys remember? I can't bring myself to sell it. I just want to hold on to it. I don't know if I'll ever fly it again, but uh, it is definitely probably one of the most memorable flying helis that i've ever had i i do i do i did like it <laughs> it's a heavy but it's heavy and it's old and maybe one of these days it'll it'll fly again as of right now it's the 700s i love the 90s so what about you nick
3: and that's a that's a tough one it it's it's torn between two and I'll probably end up saying my seven hundred, the TRX seven hundred nitro, just because that was like, I don't know, that's just the that's the one that I've had probably the most memories and the most fun with, you know, got got the most laughs out of. Uh, just I don't know, I feel like I got the most out of the hobby out of that one. Uh, I I had never you know even attempted an inverted auto until I got that heli so that that one helicopter brought me from literally I I did my first uh, intentional auto on a T-Rex 700 Nitro it's the been the one heli that I've sold and then got bought back three times <laughs> um so th- so that must <laughs> that must mean something All right but it's just been the one that's been Probably the most comfortable for me to fly. Um, you know, the power delivery on it, it is, is right there at my comfort level. Uh, just the way that it's, that it's flown. It's been great for me. And I think that's the one that I have the most actual, uh, you know, like the the memories on. And I've gone through ups and downs with it. It has not <laughs> been the most reliable one uh, by far. I've had, I, you know, last season, man, I was plagued with this one with, with, Weird little dumb issues. But it, it's the most that I think I got out of the hobby with. If it's just flat-out reliability and uh, and just banging flights out on, it would have been the one that Jesse has now, my Synergy N5C 50 size. I probably learned the most on that mm. one as far as uh, actual skills, really learning how to you know tune a nitro on that one, really learn how to listen to the heli. Uh, I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but you really do learn how to listen. You know, to the 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 head, how the head is loading, how the how it recovers. You know, that's the first heli that I ever flew that I could legitimately say I could feel a difference in all the different blades was on that heli. Yeah um I could feel uh, it's almost like you could feel the motor recover quicker or slower or feel the bog or I just felt like I was very very in tune with that helicopter and and I could just unleash everything that I had on it without thinking with that one and the 700 has definitely I mean it was definitely like that um uh, but I just I never had any problems with the N5C at all. If it if it would have been a 90, I probably would have never gotten rid of it. But I knew that I couldn't take it to that next level doing autos with it.
0: Yeah. How about you, Justin?
1: You know, I I think Nick hit on an interesting point which and I think you all kind of touched on it, which is it depends on what we're looking for here if it's all, you know, all out reliability or just fun factor or you mentioned the Kasama Dan um just being a sexy heli. Mine is uh actually I, I'll I'll talk about two of them. The for the sexy factor, and and I think I admittedly probably romanticized this a little bit too, just like you said, it's the shape nine. I I only was able to put about fifty flights on that before I drove it in and then was completely incapable of buying parts which ultimately the frustration due to that led to me selling it. But during that time, and at least where I was with my flying and experience with other helis at the time, that thing flew like no other heli that I had flown before. Um, with the ultra rigid head and, and quite frankly, just a very unique, innovative frame layout, the, the whole heli looked awesome. I really felt like I was flying something special when I flew it and it flew great in terms of what I would say right now is is the most what's the most fun I've had before the whiplash Gasser. I'd say it's the the uh, T-Rex the Align 700 E that was one of those helis where it's just like, you know, it's a line, you know, it flies well enough and you can just have fun with it. And I didn't care. What happened, I, I felt the most, let's see, the least reserved or the most unchained on that heli. But right now, the gasser, I just love this thing. I mean, it's just so different and unique, and it flies great. That That's where I'm at this five minutes.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, and that's the thing, uh, guys, and, and as well as you guys know, as well as I do, is that that changes so quickly. Oh yeah. You know, um Nick's brought this up before and um I kind of feel the same way, the a little bit of envious in Jesse's case because Jesse, you know, we remember Nick, you were talking how Jesse's like, you know what, it just feels good to have to be absolutely happy with the helicopter that I have and not think of another helicopter that mm-hmm. I would like to be flying. Yeah. And that's rare, I think, for people to, to be to have that feeling, which is kinda nice kind
3: of oh absolutely i think that's
0: yeah it's it's gotta be a very fulfilling experience but you know that's not to say like look the, these that's the two cool power 700s that i've got you know i i have a tendency to uh, let's talk a little bit about this part too because you know he mentioned he had two 500s they're set up exactly the same he found that one of them he felt flew better much better than the other and i feel that way too but i honestly don't think that that I think what that boils down to is you just get to tweaking on one and you get it flying how you like it and it's still flying and I just I don't I don't I don't have any doubt that the other one could be flying the same way, but you just don't want to spend the time doing it because you've got one flying really nice. Do you guys ever have you had the same helicopter at two at the same time?
1: Yeah, I had two six hundred three D's, which is the standard six hundred or was back in the day before they came out with this SX. And I, I, I basically tuned them on V-bar to fly pretty much exactly the same. Now, I flew both of them just because I felt stupid having two helis and not actually flying them both. Yeah. But I didn't need to fly both of them necessarily because they for where I was at the time, I couldn't tell enough of a difference. And so eventually what I did is I converted one to a 600 SE, which... Uh, is the larger one and um, can swing larger blades. And, yeah, then it felt completely di- It was effectively a completely different heli.
0: I mean, I, I understand it, to have two helis uh, set up exactly the same. I get it. I get the benefit of it. But I'm finding that, um, in my case, especially my case, is uh, one of them ends up being flown all the time and one of them ends up sitting all the time. I mean, it's nice to know that if one drastically goes in, I've got another one. That's comforting, but I also kind of feel like I'm wasting a helicopter. Well,
1: you know, I think it depends on what you want to do. If if your goal is to bang out flights and progress, like you, you want to make this year the big year for progression and just learn, 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 that's where two of the exact same heli set up the exact same way is worthwhile because you drive one in. You turn back around and pick up the other one that you know flies exactly the same and get right back to it.
0: So let's turn it around and let's talk about we all have this one. I've got a couple of them. Which, which helicopter in your past that you just could not wait to get rid of? I, I've got I've got two actually. And one of them is a Compass but it's the Compass 3D I think it's the 3D night. Hated that. I flew that helicopter once and I never flew it again. And then the second helicopter that I just eventually wanted it to work was that Bergen Gasser. I just could not get, that thing was just failing. Things were breaking almost every time I took it up in the air. So let's, Jesse, let's start with you. Is there a helicopter in your past that you just couldn't wait to get rid of?
2: It's not because the helicopter didn't fly good, but I would say that there is in a sense that. It was when I was first starting, and it was always, you know, you get that. I always want a bigger heli, so it in that sense, I couldn't wait to get rid of it because I knew that would mean I'd probably be getting a bigger heli. So, my the first helicopter that I had was a a T Rex two fifty. Um, <laughs> oh jeez, yeah, that, man, that's what I I never never crashed it. Put about twenty five hover flights on it. Um, you know, some of those in a little two bay car garage indoors just hovering around for you know very first flights um but as soon as I had an opportunity I actually found a guy who wanted to trade straight across for a 450 and man I could not get rid of that thing fast <laughs> you know you you, you want to overnight them you want to priority I mean how are we shipping Do you want me to drive <laughs> it? I'll drive to, where <laughs> yeah, you at are you oh, you're... I mean you're in Florida but oh, I'm t- on a plane right now I mean I'm <laughs> heading there so <laughs> I mean as soon as I had that opportunity, you know, to jump up to the four fifty. that I literally could not get that thing torn down and shipped fast enough. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it's, it's not, I mean, at that point I couldn't really evaluate how it flew. It was, you know, the first heli, but yeah, um, it was by no means because of the flying characteristics. So
0: yeah. What about you, Nick?
3: I do have one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, this one's gonna, <laughs> this one's gonna stir a pot. Um, I could not get rid of my Synergy E7 fast enough.
0: Yeah?
3: Yep. I got one of the first, uh, the belted version. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never hated anything like I hated that. (laughs) (laughs) Like I hated that.
0: Oh, man.
3: Uh, Absolute disaster. Um. And just the belted portion, so I'll put the big disclaimer out there. We're not talking about torque tube, that completely changes everything. Um so don't you know, not trying to say that it's right now it's a bad amount. Back then, disaster. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it, it cost me a ton of money. That's the one you put in
0: like right away, wasn't it? Is that
3: twelve flights in. That, re-kit. Uh,
0: that's right. I remember you telling me about that, right? When you first started on the show.
3: <laughs> yep. Twelve flights in, re kit. Got it back. It was just nothing but problems. And I just, I hated it. So I was very glad to get rid of that. Okay. There's nothing worse than a helicopter that's got plaguing problems that you just can't fix.
1: Yeah. You can't do anything about it.
0: Yeah. That's a rough one. So, how about you, Justin?
1: You know, I this one, this one's rough for me. It's the T Rex 600 Nitro. But here's the, here's the caveat to that. It wasn't because of the heli. It was because of the stupid engine. I I got, it was my first big heli, and I got an OS-50. And that engine caused me more problems, uh, probably partially because I didn't know what the hell I was doing with tuning the thing. Mm-hmm. But I went through like, I got to say, it, it had to have been three or four rear bearings in that.
0: Oh geez.
4: And it
1: just got to the point where I'd hear just the slightest, just the slightest hint of the bearing going out, and it just made my blood boil. <laughs> it's like, oh man, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. If I have to take this damn engine out one more time, and it, it got to the point literally where it it would happen and it would sit on my bench and I'd just stare at it for a week or two. It's like I do not want to do this again. The heli itself was a great heli, and I feel like had I Had I gotten a a different engine, I may have had a better experience and wouldn't have felt that way. But, yeah, that heli, by the fourth, third or fourth bearing changeout, I couldn't get rid of the damn thing quick enough.
0: I Actually, I want to expound on mine because I I don't want to just blanket and say that Compass was, I mean, it wasn't, again, just like Justin said, it really kind of boiled down to my lack of, Knowing what I was doing, it was the first belt-driven helicopter that I had, and not that that means anything other than I just didn't know how to set the tension, I guess. But um, I just I took it up in a hover, and I got it about ten feet off the ground, and it just the tail completely started peering. It just started, and it started drifting towards me, and I had to slam it into the ground, and it landed five feet from me. Ooh, and it just it kind of spooked me a little bit. And of course, the helicopter is still in my trailer. I'd never. I just in pieces. I, That's
2: because deep down, you still have this love for compass. Just you, have, just <laughs> you just can't. just can't sell it. Well, you I had really it.
0: high. I really had high hopes for that. You I must had still. Well, maybe deep down inside, I'm just, I just can't. I'm in denial. Or, or it's
3: like that bad case of crabs you just can't get rid of. Well, <laughs> yeah, either either one.
0: Here's. The the thing of it is, is I can't sell this this frame now because it's literally became. Oh, I need a grub screw. Well, there's got to be one on here somewhere, or you know, I I need a link or I need something. It's kind of turned into that. It's got all kinds of parts missing off of it. But um, I actually got that deal when I who was it uh, when they I think it was was it Grand RC. Mm -hmm. Anyway, when they switched, uh, I I can't remember if it was Grand RC, but anyway, whenever they switched one of their many uh, distributors in the course of those five years when they had five different distributors, I got that kit for like 120 bucks, brand new. So I thought I'd give it a shot. But no, that one, and then the Bergen, and that kind of went, I don't know, you know, a lot of guys, there's some very fervent Bergen fans out there and they really enjoy that helicopter. Old design, no question there it just things would break all the time in flight the bell cranks would break uh just really was i just didn't have any luck with it. but that that's really about those out of all the helicopters i've owned those are the two that i just couldn't wait to get rid of i and i tried to make the bergen work i kept it for quite a while until I did it I finally just couldn't, couldn't
3: Hey Dan, you know, this year I'm going to do things a little bit different for once. Rather than, you know, replace the parts after I crash, I'm going to make an attempt to start stocking up so that I can have less downtime. Now I know that when it comes down to getting
0: the parts that I'm going to need, HeliPros is going to have them. You know, Nick, that sounds like a great idea. Spring has sprung. It's time to get those parts stocked up. And remember too, guys, they have their weekly Heli loot deal. So check their webpage for that, helipros.com. Helipros has the parts. Justin actually got an email that we're going to talk about for a little bit. Justin, you want to read that?
1: Yeah. Um, I I am going to uh, paraphrase this a little bit because there are a couple of different things that he talks about, but there's one specific topic that I think uh, is, is of value. This is from a listener by the name of Renee. Uh, Gautier or Gautier, I'm not sure exactly if I'm saying that right, but his screen name on the forums is Gobbler. Basically what he is asking, uh, he says, first off, great show. I love it, but I've got a question about uh, head gain. Are you When you guys talk about that, are you talking about Aileron and elevator gyro gain combined? He's only been flying for eight months, but he's come a long way and he says, I don't have anyone around here to fly with. Closest field is a 100 miles away as I live in the boonies. Uh, but I get to fly every day depending on weather. Oklahoma, so he's a warm weather dick. He flies four or five days a week, six to eight flights a day. So he's really kicking butt in terms of Jeez. flying. Now, get this. Here's it. I own nine helis now. Wow. Goblin 700 and 500, T-Rex 600E, T-Rex 450, Synergy N9, T-Rex 600 Nitro to mention a few. But here, here's the, here's the heart of the question. What, what he's getting to is he says that as a new person, we, we here on the show, uh, tend to talk about certain topics and maybe we miss or don't realize that some of the people the newer people that are listening don't understand exactly what we're talking about hence the question about head gain does that control aileron and elevator and in a more general sense you know how do you how do you tune the heli to get what you want out of it so with head gain for example we talk about what to look for or tail gain what to look for when it's not good but how do we change those parameters to actually get the heli to feel a certain way so for example on the episode that he was talking about i think we were talking about uh tail gain and how you know nick was describing well you go up and you do uh, either a, a fast turn or you do funnels or hurricanes and if your gain's too high it wags that that's sort of a black or white issue it either wags or it doesn't wag is there is there a gray area in between and, and I think more applied to the head gain. We know in general, as you increase the head gain, the heli should feel more rigid, sort of more robotic. As you reduce the head gain to a certain extent, you can get a smoother feel out of it. And I think it varies depending on the fly barless system. But that I, I, I'm interpreting that as kind of what he's looking for.
0: All right, so let's examine that a little bit. So as we turn the head gain up, we're getting a more... Uh, Probably connected feel would be the best way to put it, right? It's, it, it's, um, it's not as mushy, maybe?
1: Well, you know, I, I, I think this depends on the person, and I'll, I'll be curious to hear what Jesse and Nick have to say. From my perspective, the connected feel doesn't necessarily come into the head gain equation. I, I think that's a different thing. I think that has more to do with the servos you're running, dead bands, servo speed, that kind of a thing the the head gain if you've got it in the sweet spot of uh values it should feel similarly connected across the board. I think it's more of how the heli reacts. Does the does the head uh stop on a dime? Does it drift a little bit? Does it bobble if it's too much? If you've got too much head gain. That that sort of a thing. You guys think it has anything to do with connected, Nick? No,
3: not the head gain. I think the head gain for me is it's almost like the the sim feeling of it you know the the higher you go with the head gain it starts to feel a lot more like a simulator where there's just no bad tendencies but when you when you take out all the bad tendencies it, you kind of you get that robotic feeling and to me if the if you get up too high in the head gain and it's too rigid it becomes very disconnected um i, I feel like I'm constantly, you know, the heli's constantly wanting to hold a heading on the head. You know, like when we talk about heading on the tail. Well, for for a tail gyro, it's really good to always hold the exact heading, right? Yep. But but with the head, it's it's kind of a little bit different. You want to find, for me, I try and find that balance point to where, it's rigid enough to where it takes out all the bad tendencies. you know So when I do a when I do a big power loop or something, I'm not I'm not fighting with the cyclic to keep it straight like you would be like with a fly bar. you know, you're constantly compensating with a fly bar. So so I, I'm looking for that like, okay, that compensation is gone, but much past that, I, d- I don't want to go up too much higher because then I feel like the cyclic turns a little more, on and off, a little more push button ish. Where if I, you mm-hmm. know, give a little command and let go, it it's just like, you know, it it's like trying to walk a robot smoothly. You know, it, it's either move or don't move. Move, don't move. Oh, I, I got gotcha. you. Or go. I feel what you're and, saying. And me. that's kind of that feeling that a head gain will give you. Yeah. Yes, it's moving when you when you move the sticks, but it's it's so just kind of rigid and stiff. That it's got no it's got no flow to it and when you when you let go it's just like eh. it
4: right. I mean, let the key. go it stops the which can
2: make flow which can make some maneuvers extremely hard to do and make them extremely hard to look good as well
3: yeah yep. absolutely because it's there's no you know a, a fly bar has that uh okay so here's when we talk about flow and, and I might as well get into I'm going to talk about flow because it's we're right there, right? And you'll hear me say this a lot. It's just got no flow to it, all right? Here's how I think of flow. I think of flow like a glass of water. So I have a glass, and I'm holding that glass of water in my hand. Now, I have to give an input. I have to start a swirling motion with my hand fairly aggressively to get that water spinning, but once I get it spinning, I can kind of almost back off a little bit and it wants to keep spinning. And it wants to be very smooth about it because I got it started. To me, that's, that's how a flow feels on the cyclic. When I get started into that pyro flip, yes, I have to get the heli moving. But once I get it going and I get the stir going with my right hand, it's like it almost wants to keep pyro flipping. It, it just, it's such mm-hmm. a, it, it's like yep. it, it gives you more room for error because you're just kind of correcting the pyro flip as it's, as it's still going. Whereas if you have a really high head gain, any little deviance in your fingers is going to show up on that because it, it there's just, there, there's no flow to it. It doesn't have any flow to it. Yeah. You can see every little weird rigidness and, and weird little position of your fingers in the helicopter.
1: Yeah, the, the way I the way I always try to explain it, going back to an analogy, is you've got a box and you've got a bowl, and you want to put a marble in one of those and roll the marble out, okay? So with a bowl... Okay, The bowl's sitting on the table. You've got the marble sitting in the center. You pick up the bowl, and you start slowly tipping the bowl, and the marble smoothly rolls to the edge and falls out. With the box, it's sitting in the center. You start tipping it. It smacks into the bottom corner. And then you turn it a little bit more, and it slides off the edge and out. That's That's kind of how I always envision too high of a head gain versus... Where I want to fly. Now, here here's the caveat. I I agree with everything that Nick just said, and I think in general Jesse will as well. But I, I do want to hear from you, Jesse. the The thing is, smooth is what we want to fly and what a lot of people want to fly. But there are a lot of people that don't want smooth. And in fact, I can say back when I was first starting on helis and getting into the flyballist thing, and I had the ability to tune that. I actually preferred the rigid robotic feel because I felt like I knew what the hell he was going to do next. I was still sort yeah. of exploring yeah. what I what I was capable of and still not quite confident in my ability to go up and do new tricks and pull them off. And so the robotic feel uh, I, I like Nick said, it's like you throw the stick and it moves and then it stops. And then you've got to move the stick again and it moves and it stops. I, I was used to that and I knew what it felt like. But as I progressed yeah. and I learned new things, I started hitting the wall, if you will, um, with not being able to string stuff together smoothly with that rigidity. And I progressively lowered the gain until I got to the point where I felt like I had that flow.
3: Dude, I got it. Momentum. That's that's it. That's the one word to describe it. When you have, when, when the head gain is lower and you have some fluidity to it, it feels like the cyclic has momentum. And, and when you, when it's very rigid, it feels like it has, like what you're moving around is very lightweight yep. and has no momentum. So when you quit, mm. it's just going to instantly oh, quit yeah. the second Inertia, you Inertia, exactly. Yep. Yeah, That's but right. there's no... Yeah, the, it almost feels a little heavier and a, a, and a little more, you know. Kind of like, yeah, kind of like, like a
0: force feedback. I mean, you can. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, like, you like don't
1: f- want it to do that. You want to, like, like Nick was saying in the stir, you want to start stirring and then let the heli do some work for you because you've yeah. built up that energy. You've got it rotating. Let it work for yeah, you. Yeah,
3: Let it keep going. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, that really depends on like flying style because. Boy, let me tell you, when you get a helicopter s- set up to where, I mean, okay, so fly bar, <laughs> dude, when it comes to pyro flipping and fluidity, you can't beat a fly bar. Uh, I, I mean, it's so smooth. There's just a level of smoothness. And you want to talk about connected, there's, it, everything is connected. It's servo straight to what's happening. There's no control loop in between there to get confused. Yep, You know, so that's why the smack guys who are really hard on the cyclic and really into that stuff held on to fly bars for so long. But when it comes to like big air and flying fast, that high head gain rigid, I'm going to hold this heading no matter how much power, and no matter how fast this loop is.
1: Oh, now that's a wonderful feeling. Oh, yeah. It locks in and you just let the sticks go. I mean, not really, but you know what I mean.
0: So Nick just brought—that's a great point, Nick, that you just brought up, and that and that kind of boils back down into what you're what you're after. Obviously, if you've got a TDR and you're looking for 120 mile an hour flybys, you might want a little higher head gain, Mm -hmm. so you can. Yep. You know that that's the man. That's the beauty of of what we have to work with in this hobby. And this,
3: and that's just one parameter. And that's one yeah.
0: thing. And that's the thing. One parameter. And that's the. Yeah. Think about and think about that, guys. Next time you're you're at the field, like in, and, and and you ask your buddy where he has his gain set, that doesn't that that doesn't that's not going to apply to you. I mean, it's a great place mm-hmm. to start, possibly. Like I, uh, Nick and I were setting up this uh, skookum, and, and Nick's like, "Well, here here's a good place to start, and we'll go from there." you know, so that's, that's good to have, but mm-hmm, as you yep. are progressing into it and you're, you're tuning that helicopter to your flying ability or your, what you want to get out of it, stop paying attention to what other people's gains are mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, and do with it what you want. And, and uh, I'm guilty of this. And Nick brought it to my attention. Uh, every time it's like, I'm like, yeah, well, either you know, the bank thing on the Skook, I'm like, well, I'll probably only mess with one. And Nick's like, dude, Fucking, just stop doing that because you are going to notice the differences.
3: Yep, play around. Oh yeah, bank switching is it is is a godsend. (laughs) It is so great because it takes out that whole you are convincing yourself which one is better or not. You know, because well, I think I like it like this a little bit better. I, I I think I like it like this a little bit better. Like you know, most the the biggest culprit is people setting it up too fast. Everything's yeah. too fast. Oh, they got, yeah. They've got yeah. too much uh, cyclic response. They've got their rates are too high. Their expos too low. And it's I need it like this. But you know what? If you were to set up a bank for them and tame it down and make it a little more fluid and a little nicer on one and then say, OK, I don't even know what any of these numbers are. Just go up and flip the switch back and forth and, and watch. You can actually see their flying improve yeah. from one bank to the other.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I got to tell you guys, this is, this is right where I'm at in my progression because I'm past the point of just worrying about flying and not crashing. And now I'm more focused on learning new stuff. And, um, I think the, the, the key here is to, is to experiment a little bit. Don't, don't do what I did for the past two years and just put yourself into a, a position and leave it there and never tweak with anything this is one thing that I'm absolutely looking forward to with the new Skookum Flybar. Cause with the beast X, I was kind of, you know, I, I was, the, I had one, you know, setting essentially.
3: That's, that's one of the reasons why I got away from the beast X to get it to fly, you know, really the best that it could, which, you know, I guess you can make it fly different ways, but to be able to beat on it really hard, there was a very, very narrow set of parameters that work to where it, you know, had the least amount of bobbles and the least amount of weird tendencies. And, you know, just kind of all around felt the best was very narrow. And now don't get me wrong, anything, it flew very, very well with that. And it flew very well with a lot of different settings, but to really get the best out of it, it narrowed it down a lot. And that's why I was so, you know, glad to to try something else because it was, Wow, you mean I can make it feel different and it still won't do this, you know, or still won't do that? Yeah. Ooh,
0: cool. So in the in the spirit of that email that Justin got, I, I want to kind of talk more about something that uh, you've been saying a few times here, Nick, and I think Justin and Jesse said it as well, uh, tendencies. I mean, I, I know that's a really broad question and it's really open-ended, but I... We're assuming, I'm assuming anyway, when you say that, you're, you're, you're implying negative tendencies. Is that the case? Yeah. So give yeah. us an idea. When you say tendencies, in your mind, what, what are you thinking of?
3: The heli doing anything I didn't tell it to, or I didn't move the sticks to make it do that. So, you know, like um, you go do a big loop. Does If I just pull back, does it stay on heading? You know, or as a, does it roll? Does it roll uncommanded? Um, bobbles. Right. There's a good negative tendency. You get into real hard collective stops. You know, if I just went up and down with the collective, does the helicopter just go up and down? Or at the bottom or at the top of that, you know, does it wobble and nod its head? That's a negative tendency.
1: Right. Right ballooning on fast forward or backward flight yeah
3: there's a good one pitching up yep so when you go fast forward flight again this is a heading hold system i mean when you're in fast forward flight if you let go of the elevator does it stay on heading or does it have a tendency to want to pull and pitch up like a fly bar did
2: i would also say like tail whipping like you know when you're doing maneuvers where you're feeding in cyclic and rudder and does the tail, does the aerial rate stay nice and consistent, or does it kind of start to whip around? I'd say that's a major negative tendency.
3: That's a huge
1: one. <laughs> yeah,
2: because that can throw off a lot of stuff.
1: The other yeah. one I was going to say is in in uh, usually in faster flight. Uh, if you do apply any quick collective, does it porpoise? Does the nose pull up, or does it keep a level attitude as you're moving up and down in collective? Mm-hmm. These are all sorts of negative tendencies that ultimately are able to be tuned out uh, using various parameters in pretty much any of the fly barless systems nowadays. The trick is learning how to notice it and then knowing what parameter to tune the cool
3: part. I say cool, but it's not really cool. <laughs> None of them. And I will. I, this is a strong statement. None of them do it all perfectly. True. There are certain ones that do certain things a heck of a lot better than the others, And that even, you know, yes, you can for the most part tune something out on one, but it'll never be as good as, you know, the other brand for that thing. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's what, you know, that's where I don't like that word better. Which one's well, which one's better? Well, what do you want to do with it? Wanna fly it. (laughs) You know, because as of right now, will that change by next year? It could. I mean, it could. There could be one that comes out where it's like, good God, this thing will do anything and everything. You know? That's that's kind of tough.
0: So here's another kind of broad sweeping comment that i kind of would like to get your guys's opinion on and and um i think where a lot of people run into a lot of problems do you think sometimes guys get too focused or too worried about a particular tendency when when really their flight envelope doesn't speak to worrying about that particular tendency
2: yes mm-hmm. <laughs> yes all and the you, time
0: that's kind of the heart of a big problem i think and where when you're worrying about what the helicopter's doing or, or you know what you're trying to tune out. you've really kind of got to be honest with yourself. and I've heard Jesse say this several times and I know I've heard Nick say it if you don't need it, if you don't need that power, we were talking about motors, I believe at the time why why get it? Uh, and, I, and I don't I'm, what I mean by that is if you're really honest about where you're at in your flying, You could probably eliminate a lot of options out there as far as what you need to worry about when it comes to tuning your your flybarless system. Mm -hmm. But you just got to be honest with yourself. (laughs) Yeah. But at the same time, you know you can kind of take that approach and but don't get caught in the rut that I got caught in. We're just thinking that I don't need to worry about this other stuff because eventually you're gonna you're gonna start noticing. Those kind of things. Yeah. You- oh yeah.
3: Yeah. The f- pitch pumping is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> well, when I pitch pump it, it does this. I can see a slight amount of this. Hmm. Uh, spend a lot of time pitch pumping do you <laughs> yeah. you know how do you work that, that maneuver into your or... yeah, yeah exactly you <laughs> do you have a transition
1: for flight? that stop pitch pump, yeah. Pitch pump, <laughs> pitch pump take off. oh
2: yeah man you nailed those pitch pumps those are good. <laughs> <laughs> have to show me how to do that sometime
3: <laughs> you know so yeah but okay it, it can be certain maneuvers like that can be a good way to check you know yep. to check things like i have um you know we've been doing uh recently we've been doing a lot of like elevator bobble testing with firmwares on the on the sk 540 for new firmware updates and you know, uh, part of that is it can be really hard to feel if uh, like an elevator tick-tocks off or you'll be sitting there tick-tocking on the elevator and you're like, "Ah, man, I just can't, wow, this is a little weird. I'm just, I'm not seeing, you know, why why can't I get these nailed like I usually can? Well, go back in, couple pitch pumps, couple hard cyclic jabs in a hover. Oh, look at that. Look what showed up, you know? Oh, that's a pretty big tendency. It didn't do there before. Okay, so maybe it wasn't me. So I mean, there there is a balance, but I certainly don't get caught up in it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. If you get too wrapped up in that stuff, you're gonna stop enjoying flying. <laughs> you know, just just oh, just, yeah. just go have very fun quickly, with
1: your helicopter.
0: Yeah, and and enjoy it. You'll learn. You, you know, you especially you know you got to take advantage of of people in your area that are flying, and if you can get a chance to fly with people that are better than you. Don't be, you know, do it. Take advantage of it at a fun fly. People in this hobby are stepping over each other to get a chance to help somebody. I had a conversation with a guy at our field and and we were talking and he just was like, I just don't know how people are supposed to learn this stuff. And I finally just had to say to Dave, I said, Dave, you don't want to learn this stuff. That's why you're having a hard time learning this stuff. So on that note, I got a couple little stories since we're about ready to close up. I just want to share with you guys that I think are kind of neat. They're they're planker stories, so I wanted to save them towards the end. And they are two quick little little stories. I was watching this past week a guy at our field I'd never seen him before, a new guy. And I know I said in Facebook he was doing high speed loops, and this was some kind of a foamy I don't even know what fixed wing of some kind. It wasn't. He wasn't. Looks like going. a radian. Is that what it was? Yep. I don't even know. It's fairly big. I mean, for, for it, I think he was doing, anyway, he was doing like these big dives and then trying to loop it real fast. Well, he was a couple hundred feet in the air and he was doing a loop and it busted into pieces and the battery came out. In the air? In the air.
3: Um,
4: <laughs> Whoa.
3: Oh, battery man. came
0: out and exploded on impact. Yeah. Out in the field. Nice. And I was never and, get that lucky to see that. <laughs> and we were, I was, you know, I'm in my scooter. I can't cross a ditch in the fence. Right. Luckily they got out there before it took, took down the field. But, and, and another kind of a cool little story. One of the guys I fly with is, um, he does, uh, well, I don't know the, the categorization and I'm sure some of you blanker guys out there. It's I think it's free flight, but I don't, I don't know. I know, I know that they, they have a timer, they set it up and then they, try to get as much flight as they can unpowered. Well, Last year, he built this beautiful free flight, silk, everything. It was really nice. Went up, and it just kept going. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) And and it kept going, and it kept going, and they lost it. That was last year. Two days ago, he was coming home, and he noticed he thought someone had left a pile of trash on his doorstep. He, of course, by AMA rules, he had his name on a sticker in there. Someone found it and brought it back to him. So after a year of sitting on the ground uh, in the snow and everything, uh, obviously it was all in bad shape, but uh, it came home after a year being away. Wow. Yeah. That never happened for Rob when his heli decided to take off, but (laughs) (laughs) lost forever.
3: I got to give a quick shout out. Sure, uh, I got to say thank you to uh, to Kelly Allen for giving me you know, her and her husband, James, are good listeners of ours. And and she gave me the laugh of the week because, man, I was I was having a rough time there. And uh, what, what was it? Oh, she put a post up something about, oh, thank you to my husband for the iPod. But there's all these Creed songs on here. This shit's got to go. <laughs> 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 and so I made some comment about it. And she goes, you know, I went to look up to give you, you know, how you can give things on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. So she said, I typed in to give you like a kick in the ass or a kick in the butt or something. And the first, she goes, well, I was going to gift you a kick in the butt, but apparently Facebook thinks you like
4: balls.
3: (laughs) And they were like, she took a picture of her screen and it was like rumble,
4: you know, know?
3: but I just got to say thank you because it's, it's, you know, I, despite what she thought or whether she knew it or not, I needed that one because that was, uh. That was a good spirit lifter to have a (laughs) random listener be like, oh, yeah, by the way, Facebook thinks you like balls. Thank you. (laughs) Hold on.
1: (laughs) I got a shout out for Kelly, too, because you got this uh, talking about emails since we were just going over this. This has got to be the email of the week. Do we have an email of the week, Dan? This is going to be the one.
0: This must be it. This
1: is. uh, Now, here's the thing. I'm not going, we're not going to put this link up because it's, let's just call it rated R and I'll go over the PG 13 sides of it here. But this, if you want to see this, if you're interested in reading about it, all you have to do is Google the single most entertaining ad for a used Toyota Camry ever posted on Craigslist. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Kelly sends this to Nick and I, and I was crying. I was laughing so hard. This is some dude that put together like a 10-page ad about his 1999 Toyota Camry, and it is just absolutely hilarious. He goes through all the different features, um, leather seats, flesh-burningly hot in the summer, hypothermia-inducingly cold in the winter, Um, working CD player, but more importantly, working tape deck. You're going to need an abacus to keep track of all the ass you're going to be getting in this thing. (laughs) <laughs> has provided safe passage through a variety of exotic locales, including Illinois, Missouri, Oklahoma, Iowa, Tennessee, and Northern Illinois, but don't go to Oklahoma because they're awful there, <laughs> has had over a dozen flat tires. What's that mean to you? It's gotten all the flats out of its system, I bet. <laughs> and, and here's my favorite one. One of the doors does not open from the outside. This is perfect for for you if you're famous and don't want your fans to grab you and pull you out. It's immune to chauffeurs and there's helpful instructional instructional paint or instructional paint that says other door, please. <laughs> so I, I mean it, and and the list goes on and there are some not PG 13 rated stuff in there, and you guys can decide uh, whether you want to look at it, but it was awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much, Kelly.
0: Yeah. Kelly and James, they're good people, man. We, uh, we sure enjoy having those guys hang out with us uh, on the forums and whatnot. So also two guys I want to mention, you know, don't be shy if there's a question or something you want us to talk about on the show, send us an email and, um, you know, we may do what we did today. Take some time and talk about it. Also too, I just want to encourage you guys to check out our webpage, com. we got our chat box there, hang out and, uh, You know, the usual crew's there. You'll be able to see Kelly there on occasion. The forums, uh, I'd encourage you to go check that out. There's some good conversation going on there. It's a great place to put ideas up if you want us to talk about particular things or just ask a question or get a conversation going. Also, too, if you have an event you want us to put on our calendar, send those to Dieter at rcleanation.com. He's been adding those to the calendar as he gets them. And, of course, Facebook. It's a great way to kind of see what we're doing on a day-to-day basis. And uh, we're getting closer and closer to 2,000 like. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that?
3: Uh, Most certainly shoot me an email at nick at rchelionation.com. Or you can catch me on the forums. I will be gone all this week. So if
1: I don't get back to you, I will the following
4: week.
0: And Justin, if I wanted to get in touch with you.
1: You could get me at justin at RCHellynation.com or catch me in chat or the forums.
0: And Jesse, if I wanted to get in touch with you.
1: You could
2: shoot me an email at jesse at RCHellynation.com or shoot me a PM on our forum.
0: Sounds real good. And I'm Dan. You can reach me at dan at RCHellynation.com or Dan K. Reed on the forums. Alrighty, guys, we sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week. We'll talk to you next Monday.
3: Adios everyone. Later.
0: This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, send us an email using the contact us link on the homepage. If you'd like to make a donation, there's a donate now button on our homepage as well.